Phones blaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than Swiftcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 40 of Swiftcast. This is Ashley, Joe, and Steph. And sorry that this episode is a few days late, but we're really excited about it. We are super excited. Yeah, episode 40. It's crazy. 40, yeah. I'm glad to be back. I was about to say we're four decades old, but that's not right. (laughs) Don't say that. I don't know what the episode equivalent of that would be. I guess we're just 40 episodes old and there's nothing cool to say about it. Well, Taylor has had some exciting things happen this past week. Some very exciting things, numbers-wise. So we're just going to jump right into Keeping Keeping Up up with with Swift. So the ACM Award nominations were just announced, and Taylor has five, which is awesome. She is nominated for Single Record of the Year for Highway Don't Care, Video of the Year for Highway Don't Care, Vocal Event of the Year for Highway Don't Care, and then also Female Vocalist and Entertainer of the Year. So the voting is going to start on March 24th at acmcountry.com. And then the show is going to air on CBS on April 6th, and that's going to be hosted by Blake Shelton and Luke Bryan, so that should be awesome. And I think it's really cool because last ACM Awards was the first performance of Highway Don't Care, and now it has all these nominations. I feel like the ACMs just happened. I know, I feel like that too, when she was with Kevin Maguire and everything. How can it be a year already? Well, it's still two months away. Yeah. She better win every single one of these awards after what happened at the Grammys. Yeah. Every single one. And we remember what happened with Entertainer of the Year last year for the ACMs. Yeah. With the website said Taylor was the winner, but Luke Bryan won. And we love Luke, but uh, I'm guessing that means she actually won the fan vote. But there's a provision in the voting rules that says it's also based on the actual... ACM people's votes. I've never really kind of been bitter about awards, but since the Grammys, I've turned slightly bitter, and I only want Taylor to win everything. Well, I'm pretty sure anytime there's a fan vote, I can't see her ever not winning. No, me neither. However, today it was announced on the radio that Katy Perry, the most followed person on Twitter, but yeah, I still think Taylor gets, like, you know, the majority of fan voted things yeah i was kind of confused about that i think that just goes to show that you know like it's not just people on twitter that are voting it really is all the fans everywhere that's true yeah i think taylor will definitely have a good shot at some of these acm awards though highway don't care was a huge hit and i think she always has a good shot for entertainment of the year it just depends on how they do it this year Maybe they'll feel bad about last year. After 2013, she deserves it. That was that was her year. Yeah, she. their website said she won, so... I feel like she always gets gypped on Female Vocalist of the Year nominations. Yeah, I agree. She, she'll get the nomination, but they won't give it to her. She'll, she'll always get, like, Female Country Vocalist, but she'll never get the actual, like, Female Vocalist of the Year. Even with Country Vocalist, I feel like... Miranda Lambert wins at every single award show. <laughs> I do too. I, yeah. This year, though, I'm wondering if maybe Casey Musgraves will win that category. I could see that. But you're right. I think it's been the past four years Miranda has won that category. 
I'm not completely sure on that, but Taylor has not won that category. I mean, on the one hand, it's never bothered me that much because even Taylor says, like, her focus is her songwriting. She knows that, you know, there are some people with just stronger voices than her, and that's fine. But at the same time, she's so well-rounded and plays every instrument, and, you know, I don't know. I just feel like she deserves it every once in a while. But then again, it's not even that people have stronger voices. Like, her voice is still one of the top ones out there. Like, she she has never, ever lip-sunk. Well, that's another reason why I think she deserves it, because I'm not saying Miranda or anybody else necessarily has, but somebody who goes out there and sings live with their instruments every single night deserves it. And, you know, she can she can belt them out live. She really doesn't need, I mean, she can do an acoustic song and sound exactly the same as she does in a, a pop song. And it, it just really goes to show that it's at her actual voice and not them, you know, editing her, her voice. Yeah, and you know, some of this episode we have today is focused on the haters. And I feel like the haters always say, well, Taylor, Taylor isn't a female vocalist. So I think a lot of people say she, sh- Taylor shouldn't even be in this category. But she's out there, she's singing. And like Jill said, when she's singing acoustically, she sounds better than she does on the record. Mm-hmm. I actually think Taylor is one of the very few artists that can get away with sounding better live than they do on the record and that goes to like you know that speaks a thousand words yeah most people can't most people just sound awful and i think based on some of the grammy performances that's easy to see um some people just aren't as good live but taylor just nailed it and she does every time speaking of some of taylor's recent performances and the grammys Since the Grammy performance of All Too Well, which was about two weeks ago now, it has skyrocketed up the charts, which I'm sure we could have predicted. But according to Amazon, on Amazon's online music sales, it jumped 16,000%. It was, prior to the performance, number 10,668 on the chart, which I feel is very ridiculous should have been higher (laughs) but after the performance it went up to number 66 so that just shows you like what a huge impact that performance had especially since usually you know almost two years after an album has come out a random song that's not even on the radio is not going to get the sales like that i really if it had been a single i really would have loved to see how far it jumped up itunes it would have been number one for ages I think the really cool thing about this climb is that we know that all the Swifties out there already had all too well. So this is people who probably never heard the song before. They watched it then and they thought, wow, that was amazing. And they went and bought it. And that just shows why the fans really wanted all too well. And I was really glad. I know like kind of the fandom was kind of split up and like, you know, they were like, you know, I love all too well. I don't want her to sing it publicly because people are just gonna hate it and I kind of like it as our like secret little fandom song but at the same time I I feel that way a little bit but I'm more glad that she did sing it publicly because now it gave everyone who tries to hate on her it gave them absolutely no reason like the vocals of that song the lyrics everything in that song is amazing and I think a lot of people realize that after she performed it Yeah, I definitely was one of the people who was a little bit skeptical about her singing it, but I totally agree. And 
I think we, well, I think we said this last week, like, you know, it was a good performance when the only thing people could find to criticize was her hair flipping. Exactly. Honestly, I would rather them criticize her hair flips than the lyrics of that song. Go ahead. Like, I would rather have them criticize that than ever, like, try to trash, like, those lyrics. There was a very stupid viral video going around last week. I don't know if either of you saw it, but... I did. And I, don't... I did. Yeah. <laughs> you already know what I'm about to say. I don't yeah. know who made this, but it just shows how much time people have on their hands. <laughs> Somebody made a video where during the Grammy performance when Taylor's playing the piano, a cartoon... What, robot? He's a video game character that does, like, karate kicks. So this character basically just comes up and starts punching her in the face during her performance. I'm not going to lie. I did laugh when I watched it. And when I showed it to our other host, Nate, he thought it was a little funny, too. I just don't. I mean, I guess it was just whoever made the that video. The performance was just too intense for them. They couldn't handle it. Conan O'Brien did a video where it shows her hands on the piano going over the keys And there's a glass of wine and it falls off the piano and hits some wires. And then she's essentially getting electrocuted as she's flipping her head back. I didn't know. I didn't know Conan was making a joke about it. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. Oh, Conan, I love you. Why are you doing that, man? I Video wise, I thought the fighter one was better than the one with the glass of wine. You'll have to YouTube it. It's on there somewhere. But honestly, like. Her hair flips, like, went viral. Like, within seconds, people were tweeting about her hair flips. And can you just imagine if she hadn't done the hair flips? Like, there would have been absolutely nothing for them to criticize. Right. Like, what would they have said? Nothing. And it's very, it's frustrating to us because we understand the hair flips. Exactly. We Last week, we were explaining. We were saying everybody in the fandom knows hair flips. Since the Fearless Tour, right. you're not sorry. That's what she does. Um, and it honestly wasn't even that big of a deal. I've seen other artists throw their heads around. I've seen other artists do much stranger things on live <laughs> TV. <laughs> anyway, so I'm really happy about All Too Well, and I hope that it stays on the charts for a while. Um, also, in upcoming news, Taylor is on the March issue of Glamour magazine here in the U.S., and it looks like it's just starting to hit... I'm not sure if it's on newsstands yet, but I know some people that subscribe have already gotten it in the mail. So, Well, actually, you... on Glamour's website, it says that it'll hit newsstands on February 11th. Usually magazines end up coming out, I think, yeah. earlier than what it says. So probably in the next week it'll be there. And just from the photos and the few quote excerpts that I've already seen, it looks like one of those really amazing interviews. It looks like it's a pretty... Yeah, it looks like it's a pretty personal one. I'm definitely going to have to get multiple copies. Yeah. The thing about when Taylor does magazine photo shoots is you can't buy just one copy because you need to buy several because if you want to cut the pictures out, she's on both sides. So you got to buy like three different magazines so you can get every picture. And then you want to keep a copy intact too. Exactly. You got to buy like four magazines. It's really stressful. There should be a subscription where you don't subscribe to like multi- to, to, to a single magazine. You just subscribe to all magazines with Taylor on the cover and they just send them to you. <laughs> it's also stressful trying to find the perfect copy that's not all bent up. That It takes me 10 minutes to find. So then when you need 
four copies. It just takes really. Even Are yours bent up in your where you get your magazines? If people have already been looking through them and stuff, yeah. Oh, you guys need to talk to your magazine people. I think it's because I live in such a small place that nobody cares about the magazines except me. So our last piece of news for this week is kind of a cool little story that I read on Taylor Connect. As you guys know, the Taylor Swift Education Center opened in Nashville towards the end of 2013. And um, one of the users on Taylor Connect, her username is The Cruelest Way, went to the Education Center last weekend and she said that they have a scavenger hunt that you can do. And after she did it, they offered her a prize. And her prize was the choice of either a Speak Now or a Fearless tour book. That's so cool. They didn't have the red ones? I guess not. That's still cool, though, because, you know, those kinds of things, like we said a while ago, those kind of things are, you know, you want to keep the old stuff because soon it's going to be so old that people just aren't going to be selling it anymore. She said that she had on a Taylor shirt, so she thinks that's why they offered her the Taylor prizes. Well, I think if any of us Swifties went to the education center, we'd have our Taylor shirt on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure 99% of the people that come in there. But that do. is that's that's really really cool. I think that's awesome that they did that, and I think because you know Taylor's given them so much, I think it's really cool that they're trying to give back to the fans, even though they don't have to at all. Well, I have a feeling we're going to be visiting there in a few months when we're back in Nashville. Oh, we will absolutely be visiting. Finally, before we get done with our news for the week, as you all probably know and are refreshing Twitter constantly, Taylor Nation has been teasing us for the past several days with Uh, some news that's going to be coming out. So make sure that you're subscribed to Taylor's email list. I don't know why you wouldn't be. I'm sure if you're dedicated enough to listen to our podcast that you get Taylor's emails. But go to taylorswift.com and sign up and make sure you're following at taylornation13 on Twitter. And I have no idea what it could be, but it should be any day now. So I'm really excited. Well, my guess, and I think it's a very legit guess because I, it's not something I came up with. It's something I saw. Um, someone on Twitter had been tweeting that they were looking at this. Um, it was a Dutch arena in Amsterdam, so I, I don't know the name, but they were looking at their Twitter page, and their tweets translated to something like, um, stay tuned, we have big news about a big artist coming to this in arena. And then they had followed Taylor Nation, but then they had unfollowed them. So a lot of people are speculating that it might be some more, not only some more international tour dates, but that it might be a tour date in Amsterdam because that seemed a little suspicious. That they'd follow them and unfollow them? And they were tweeting about that, and it seemed as they followed Taylor Nation, and then when people started tweeting them about it, they went and unfollowed them. Swifties are very clever like that. We don't miss anything. I just, I thought it was very strange that whoever found this was able to go to this Dutch Twitter page and find this. I don't know, but... It seemed like it was a good chance. That's my guess. Well, a couple of things that come to mind with that. One, last week, everybody was saying, or a lot of people were saying, that Taylor was going to be performing in the Philippines this summer. And I saw a screenshot of what looked like a real post from a radio station in the Philippines announcing it. But then when I went to that actual page, the post was nowhere to be found. So either it was deleted or it, somebody just photoshopped it, which probably wouldn't be that hard. The same then, thing happened on Wikipedia. Really? 
yeah, the, on Wikipedia, the wiki, the wiki page for like uh, the Red Tour, Taylor Swift or something, had posted a bunch more dates with the last one ending in like March 13th or something, and it was up for a while, and then it got taken down. Well, anyone can add anything on there, so. Well, I'm I'm assuming it was, everyone pretty much believes it was fake, but there's been a lot of like speculations and rumors and. Well, I also just read a Club Red story from London from last weekend where somebody asked Taylor if she was coming to Ireland and Taylor said, no, this tour isn't going to be as worldwide as some of my other tours. And I think she said that the tour for album five is going to be very, very worldwide, which makes me a little nervous. I'm I'm sure she'll be playing shows in America. No, no, no. <laughs> I it makes me nervous because if she's if she's you know trying to go super big worldwide, I I hope it means that she's not planning on taking a long break after that. Oh, I see what you mean. Sorry, I didn't mean to put that thought in your guys's head. That's always <laughs> in the back of my mind. We just it is. It's it's gonna happen eventually. She's gonna need a break eventually, and my my mindset is just to enjoy everything she does while she's active. Oh, I really thought she was gonna take a break after Red. Yeah, and I I was really worried about it. Um, I I get she she'll need one, but still, it's me being selfish. I don't want to not be able to see her and hear new music. Right. I read I read another story on Twitter today that was um. I forget the other girl's handle, but one of them was um, Preach Preach It Swifty, and she said that her and her friend got club red last night and that Taylor told them a pretty juicy secret and that they couldn't reveal it yet, but it was coming soon and that we should be very excited. Now, I don't know if this was just them saying it. They seemed like, you know, they're decent, reliable Swifties, so... Gonna... I mean, as as much as Taylor loves and trusts her fans, I can't imagine her telling somebody something that was absolutely classified information. Honestly, I just want Red Tour DVD. I'm sick of waiting. Yeah, just announce too. it. <laughs> when I saw the uh, worldwide quote from Taylor, I was thinking, well, if Taylor did say that, maybe she's just trying to throw people off. Because I really think she's going to add some more tour dates. I think I have a yeah. feeling based on her her recent video, she told her fans in China that she'll see them soon. So maybe she said it just to throw people off. You know, it's possible that she originally wasn't sure if she was going to do these extra dates because she needed to see how much time she would need and where she would need to be to work on the album. But if the album is coming along way ahead of schedule, which it sounds like it is, then maybe that frees up a little more of her time. Uh, yeah, speaking of that, there was another story in club red where Taylor said she already had 11 songs completed for album number five. Um, and I don't know whether that means they're cut and already set to go or whether that means she has 11 songs written. I think it's probably the former because we all know that Taylor usually writes 30 songs and then cuts it down. And I think they also said that she also knows what the cover will be. Right. That I heard that it was already sh- the cover art was already shot. I don't believe um, that. I don't. Think I don't believe do that so early. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that at all. She must do it in like the most secret location ever, like super secret warehouse. Warehouse. And plus, I think album five, the cover will have her current hairstyle with the 
without the bangs. Yeah, definitely. Um, and she hasn't had that for very long. So I don't know when she would have shot it. I I really think it probably isn't shot yet. Isn't it so crazy to think that those songs exist and are just hidden away in some like, computer somewhere? They're probably just like sitting in her journal, like under her pillow. How much how much know. money do you think Taylor Swift's journal would go for? <laughs> Millions. <laughs> Millions, definitely, yeah. You could go to every Taylor Swift show for the rest of your life with that. <laughs> so now let's move on to our mini segments. We have a ton of awesome ones this week. Uh, our first one is from at Taylor Waters 13 on Twitter, who says, It feels like a perfect night to watch Once Upon a Prom from 2008 on YouTube. And I think this is an awesome submission because I actually recently rewatched that show just a couple weeks ago and just relived how glorious it was. I've actually never seen that. Me neither. Oh, it's so fun. Abigail's on it. And it's like an MTV special they did in 2008 where she picked a guy to go to prom with. And it just goes through the whole getting ready and going to the prom. I can't believe I've never seen it. She's just so amazing. Just look it up on YouTube. It's only like 40 minutes, maybe. Well, that's 40 new minutes of Taylor I get to see. I know. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch that. Me too. Our next one is from at SwiftyFan6. And her Swifty problem is not being able to stop thinking about the fifth album. Uh, yeah, I think we can relate. <laughs> we were just talking about that. Our next one is at Bethany Squad, struggling to decide which lyric to write on your arm for tour. Swifty problems. And she also hashtagged it as Red Tour London. I feel you. That's been a That's been a debate for me many times. It's not only that you have to have it you know, what lyrics do you put on your arm for the concert? That's the lyric you're going to be walking around with on your arm for like a few days afterwards. And not to mention, if you do meet Taylor, those are the lyrics she's going to see. Oh my God, so much pressure. They got to be good ones. And I have spent many a showers standing in the (laughs) shower thinking exactly the perfect ones to combine to write on my arm. I thought you were going to say many showers trying to scrub lyrics off of my (laughs) arm. Well, that too. (laughs) I remember in Nashville, I had to, like, I think we all had to use, like, wipies to viciously scrub it off our arms. To take it off one night to put on new lyrics for yeah, the next night. for the next night. And our arms would be, like, red, so red from just, like, scrubbing. Uh, our next submission is from at 2AM Swifty. Just finished my notebook cover. Wanted to put Taylor with all of her awards, but I would need about 10 papers for that. <laughs> Swifty problems. I think that's a good problem. Taylor has so many awards, there just aren't enough pages to put them all on. I think it's really cute. You're making a notebook cover. That reminds me of a Club Red story I read from a long time ago where somebody had made a shirt that had all of Taylor's awards listed on it. And Taylor was like, where did you get that? Or how did you know all my awards? And she was like, oh, I got it off the internet. And she was like, there's a list somewhere with all my awards. (laughs) Oh, like she doesn't know it. (laughs) Like, she doesn't know it. She probably goes and double checks to make sure they're all right. <laughs> Our next one is from Ads That Swifty Gal. And they said, Taylor is prettier than me. Swifty problems. <laughs> I think we all have that, that problem. Our next one comes from Plaid Shirt Taze. I really like your handle. And her Swifty problem, or your Swifty problem, is tweeting things you know Taylor will find funny, but she doesn't retweet 
or follow fans so she'll never see them. Yeah. Aw. She might somehow, though. She definitely stalks people. I think it's possible. I feel like most of the things I say would make Taylor laugh, but she'll just never hear them. And then when I do get the chance to talk to her, I won't remember any of them. Our next one is from at Sparkly Haunted. Not wanting to mess up the calendar so you don't write on it. Swifty problem. That I have the 2014 calendar and I actually haven't opened it because what? I don't want to bend it. Steph, you missed the I don't want to bend month. it up. I know. I don't want to bend it up, though, or write on it. I like to keep everything in perfect oh, condition. I have mine hanging in my room, but I don't write on it. Actually, our host, Nate, actually retweeted that Swifty problem because he thought it was so true. Yeah, it's completely true. Mine's still wrapped up. I don't know why, but I don't think I've ever owned a Taylor calendar. I think I like them just as a little collectible. I never actually look at them and need the days. I just like I the know, pictures. same. I would like them, but I feel like, yeah, I've never gotten one. I have pretty much every other Taylor thing besides that. And I oh just, well. I didn't even get it from someplace special. I just get it at, like, the calendar kiosk in the mall. Yeah, I don't think I have all of them. I only have maybe two or three. But did you know for 2014 they made, they made, like, a wall calendar and then they made a mini desk calendar and they have, I thought, I got them both thinking that they had the same pictures, but they actually have different pictures on each of them, so that's pretty cool. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yep. I actually have the mini one that's oh, still wrapped up. Oh, the desk up. one? Yeah, that one has different pictures than the actual big wall one. Oh, I'll have to get the big wall one, too, yeah. then. Our next one is from at MabFX3. I wonder when it's going to be safe to go back on social media without seeing Taylor hate Swifty problems. Never. Aw, I wonder if he's talking about the hair flipping. The thing is, as long as Taylor has success, there's always going to be hate, and she's going to have success for a very long time, so... People do not like successful people for some reason. You just gotta go with the people throw rocks at things that shine and just try to ignore it. I think it's mostly people hate on her because she's better than their artist or idol. Exactly. (laughs) And they secretly know it. Um, Our next one comes from... At Alex Swifter 13, um, I still want Taylor to be the face of CoverGirl. Swifty problems. Aw, uh, I did love the photos of her that she did when she was a CoverGirl. I think that's... And the commercials. I think that ship sailed, though. Yeah. She just looked really good in all the photos. And I did... I bought the makeup. <laughs> bought the makeup and got me. I only bought it because of Taylor. I'd never used CoverGirl before. Our last submission is from at Big Swifty Fan, trying to not fangirl about Taylor's legs. Swifty problems. That's a really good one. It's funny how much people love her legs. Yeah, I think everybody wants them. So thank you to everyone who submitted this week. And now it's time for our weekly Taylor fashion update with our brand new contributor, Sarah from TaylorSwiftStyle.net. Hey there, my name is Sarah, and I'm the owner of TaylorSwiftStyle.net. Happy to be back here at SwiftCast to bring all the latest in Taylor's fashion to you guys. So this week, Taylor kicked off her residency at the O2 Arena in London, and amidst all her usual costume changes, Taylor has a habit of changing her B-stage outfit for shows with a special guest. In this case, it was her old friend Ed Sheeran, which was so exciting to see the two of them back together. 
To celebrate being in London, Taylor wore an embellished Union Jack custom tee designed by her stylist and my good friend Joseph Castle. For even more sparkle, she also wore one of her favorite pairs of glitter brogues by Miu Miu. She's worn these shoes quite a few times on the tour and in other performances. This week, Taylor also had two promotional releases. First, the adverts for her spring campaign with Keds was released, featuring Taylor wearing a variety of pretty pastels and bright colors from brands like Michael Kors, Mod Cloth, and of course Keds. I love seeing Taylor look a bit more stripped back beauty-wise and just having fun, being natural, and letting her real beauty shine through in these casual kids' ads. She just looks like your girl next door wearing shorts and sneakers and button-up sweaters. You can mimic Taylor's looks yourself by grabbing your favorite pair of Ked sneakers, adding a simple base like black shorts, and then adding in a bunch of color with a bright sweater or a cardigan. As well, pictures from Taylor's magazine shoot with Glamour also got released. I loved the casual laid-back styling here as well. Taylor played around with Polaroids, strummed her guitar, and looked naturally beautiful with a muted smoky eye and a barely there lip pink lip gloss. She wore some gorgeous lace dresses as well as an all-blue outfit with floral appliques on the skirt. Designers for the shoot included Charlotte Olympia, who provided a super cute pair of seashell-printed peep-toe heels. These are coming from her latest Spring 2014 collection, which has a lot of nautical-inspired shoes in it. Um, her other dresses were also provided by Michael Kors and Stella McCartney. I can't wait for the high-quality photos from this shoot to come out. That's all from me for now. I'm Sarah from taylorswiftstyle.net, and this is SwiftCast, Thoughts and Threads Casters. Thanks, Sarah, for the awesome fashion updates, and we can't wait to see what Taylor is going to wear on the B stage and in Club Red, etc., for the Berlin show and the London shows, so I'm sure we'll have some cute outfits from those. So for our main discussion, we wanted to talk about some articles about Taylor that have come out lately that we've really liked. Uh, the first one that came out was from the website mamamia.com. Yeah, this article was really good. If you haven't already seen it, check it out. Uh, we're, we wanted to talk about a couple excerpts that we really liked from the article. So one portion of it says, Hatred for Taylor Swift seems entirely arbitrary. Nobody appears able to properly justify trolling her or disliking her. Substitute any other young pop star into any of the above described scenarios and the public reaction would be completely different and the above described scenarios were for example when people made fun of taylor dancing at the grammys or the hair flipping and then the author goes on to say if jennifer lawrence was caught dancing terribly at a concert we'd make a million memes saying look at j-law she's just like us she's so goofy and lovable if carrie if Katy perry dated a one direction singer and wrote a song about it She'd then dress up as a cupcake and we'd fawn all over her again. If Rihanna performed at a Victoria's Secret show, we would not dare compare her body to Miranda Kerr's. And I don't think that's, that's not dissing any of those artists. That's just, you know, saying that those artists don't, I understand that everyone gets hate, but they don't get the kind of unjustified hate that Taylor gets. Yeah, exactly. I love uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. And I I do think she's goofy and lovable. And it's completely true if she was dancing. Mm -hmm. It is. And Taylor doesn't dance terribly, but say she was just dancing, people would love that and just eat it up. 
yeah, for Taylor, they're just, oh, she's just looking for attention for herself. No, she she wants to have fun. She's she not doesn't just care if the ca- she's not dancing for the camera. Like, do you see her? If she was dancing for the camera, she'd actually not try to look goofy. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if people single her out just for the fact that she's so tall. I th- <laughs> maybe maybe not just like I don't know. It's just I I just don't understand honestly. Like, what makes her really stand out from anybody else? Like. Jennifer Lawrence, what they said is so true. Nobody would hate on her for dancing. But if you want to compare her success to Taylor's acting-wise, you know, she pretty much has the same level of success. She sort of, she didn't come out of nowhere, but she got very popular very quickly and has been up for, you know, every single award at a pretty young age. So I don't see how that's any different from Taylor or why she's, I don't see what the difference is. My favorite part of this article is where it says, um, Nobody appears able to properly justify trolling her or disliking her. And it's so true. People, whenever you ask somebody, why don't you like Taylor Swift? They like their answer is always, I just don't like her or she dates a lot of guys or she's an attention. You know what? But it's I mean, that's not justifying it because that's not true. You're not backing it up with anything. Simply saying, I don't like them because I don't like them. One of the instances I can think of that completely cut against the whole she dances to get attention is when she was at the CMAs at the very end of the show, she was dancing with Scott Bruschetta to Wagon Wheel. And the cameras were not on her at all, but she was just out in the aisles just dancing, looking adorable. And some fan got it on his or her phone and put it online. If she was only doing it for the attention when the the camera was on her, she never would have been dancing to that song. And you can tell just in her face that she's just, she's dancing to have fun and nothing else. Yeah, you don't go to a show with these amazing acts performing and just sit there and be like, oh, wow. Are they also going to say that? Are they also going to hate on her for being the only person in the audience that stands up when her friend wins and gives them a standing ovation? I mean, I'd like to see what those people would say if their favorite artist or idol won and Taylor was the only one that stood up and clapped for them because that happened again at the Grammys with Lord. I believe there was a picture when Lord won and Taylor was the only one that stood up out of her seat and clapped. Yeah, that's right. And she's just doing that to support her friends. And, you know, as far as her dancing when other people are performing... I kind of feel like, honestly, she's just as enjoying herself like if she were just at a regular concert. Like, she doesn't get to go out and see bands and artists perform all that much. She's really busy, so she's just enjoying herself. She genuinely gets excited when artists perform, and she gets to see. I mean, she really does get excited about it. Think about how excited she was when NSYNC was performing. And, you know, Ashley, you're right about that, yeah. Uh, so the, the author in this article also says, uh, so why do we hate on Taylor Swift more than anyone else? Why do we fawn over some celebrities unconditionally, but we talk about everything Taylor does? What has she done to deserve such ferocious treatment online? Is it her squeaky clean country music image, her feline good looks, the string of famous ex-boyfriends she's left in the wake? Is it tall poppy syndrome? Because actually, Taylor Swift has more going for her in the likable department than most famous 21-year-olds. And I think this goes with what Jill said earlier. People just say, they have no reason or justification for backing it up. They just say, 
I don't like her, and then continue to bash her. There are certain artists or actors who I don't really like, but I don't make my opinion public about it. I don't. And you genuinely have a re- you have a reason for it, a genuine reason, right? And but I would never bash people publicly. Like there's that. a huge yeah. There's a huge difference from disliking an artist and hating on an artist. There are several artists. I'm not gonna say I'm not completely innocent of never doing that but there are artists that I just I dislike but I don't just sit there and hate on them and it just amazes me that people can just sit there and hate on somebody like that and I really think it's 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 almost about jealousy well I was curious what the term tall poppy syndrome meant because I've never heard of that in my life so I looked it up and it says it's a term primarily used in the UK, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, to describe a social phenomenon where people of genuine merit are resented, attacked, cut down, or criticized because their talents or achievements elevate them above their peers. Yeah, jealousy. I'm not sure why it's called tall poppy. <laughs> I was like, she's tall, but I don't think that's what that means. Yeah, I'm glad you looked that up because... I took it as, oh, yeah, she's tall. <laughs> I knew it had to have probably some meaning. But, yeah, that's so accurate. That's literally the only explanation I can come up with for why people act the way they do towards Taylor. I think it's most frustrating for Swifties because no matter how much we try to say this and describe it, people are always just going to say, oh, well, you're just saying this because you love her. And, I mean, yeah, that's true, but it's, you know, it's also an actual statement i think anybody can see that yeah i think and i think what bothers me the most is if you look in a reward show or just any other concert from other famous people it just taylor is such a good role model for kids young adults she helps people so much just to get through things in life and people don't appreciate that at all they're just going to tear her down instead not to mention the fact that with all the hate she's gotten She's made positive. She hasn't let it get to her. She hasn't stopped doing what she loves. She hasn't started acting out. I mean, that just, that really goes to, that really, like, is the cherry on top of her. Like, out of all the hate she gets, she doesn't do anything negative with it. Whereas most artists would make the biggest scene in the world. Well, on that note, there's another article that came out recently in the London Evening Standard, which was written, you know, because she was coming to London to play all of these shows. And it's a very nice article. It's called 10 Things to Love About Taylor Swift. It's a good thing to read. So I'll read I'll, uh, read you the first few. Number one, she can really play. Sometimes when a superstar breaks out an acoustic guitar, you wish they'd stick to the fireworks and dance routines. She's the other way around, giving the complex choreography a game go. I'm sorry, I think that's a British term. <laughs> giving the choreography a game go but really looking at home, oh, I see, when she's reunited with her instrument. I think that's just what we were saying before, you know, that she can pull off acoustic. Um, The second is, she's dropped the country twang. As the world became her playground, Swift might have been expected to leave behind the town where she began her career, but she's still a Nashville stalwart. I'm sorry, I don't know a lot of these terms. (laughs) One who can now afford to donate $4 million to establish the Taylor Swift Education Center at the Country Music Hall of Fame. No wonder the country establishment still adores her. 
Last year, she won the Rare Pinnacle Award, given only once before to Garth Brooks at the scene's biggest ceremony of the CMA Awards. And I believe that almost every country artist that was there said she deserved it and that that was her home. And the third one is she's uh, she's so uncool that she's cool. She's writing about her real life, showing that she gets hurt and cries, not presenting her life as an aspirational fantasy. The authenticity she brings to her music makes fans warm to her. Four, she wins at losing. At the Grammys, even though she went home empty-handed, she carried on dancing to other people's music and having a great time regardless. Not to mention she went to tons of after parties and had so much fun. She was so actually grateful for all her friends winning. Um, and number five, the legends love her. Stevie Nicks said Taylor is writing for the universal woman and the man who wants to know her. And it's women like her who are going to save the music business. That was really nice. I didn't know she said that. Yeah, that's a, and that's a really good point. It, people can't sell albums anymore, but Taylor can. Who else can sell over a million copies of an album in the first week? People just don't buy CDs anymore, but Taylor's fans always do. Yeah, and not only Stevie Nicks, but a lot of people say that she's saving the music industry. So they put a few more reasons, which I will read now. So number six was the clothes stay on. Looking around the current crop of barely dressed arena superstars, you'd have to pick Swift as the best role model the talented musician who relies on her songs for attention. And actually, this reminded me of one of the quote excerpts I just read from the Glamour interview, even though I haven't read the whole thing yet, where Taylor said, um, I don't take off my clothes because I just really don't feel like it. <laughs> right, right. And she said the riskiest thing she does is write her songs and puts herself out there. I really don't think That's she's... That's more risky. She's not the kind of person to, like... I don't think, like, even with all her fame and status, I still think she's the kind of person that would feel incredibly uncomfortable being that undressed on stage. Because she, like, is self-conscious. Yeah, and I, I love that about her because I would that's feel what the keeps same her real. I just can't even imagine her ever doing that. Seven, she forgave Kanye. She wrote a very sweet ballad about West called Innocent and now has a photo of the incident framed on the wall of her Nashville home. Beneath it, she has written, life is full of little interruptions. I think that Taylor might be one of the only celebrities who's never been in, like, an ongoing celebrity feud. Even when, like, people have tried to stir up, you know, pretending like there's something between her and somebody, she always makes it really clear that there isn't. And she never has ever tweeted any kind of indirect, like, subtle, passive-aggressive tweet about anybody. And I was just, I was rewatching the VMAs, the VMA interview right after the award show that year. And they were all just pounding her with questions about Kanye. And that was, that was five years ago. So she was 19, I guess, 18. And she just handled all of those questions so well. She refused to say anything negative about him. And it was immediately after the incident. You look at, um, other people like athletes like Richard Sherman after he found out he was going to the Super Bowl and he just attacked all the other players mm -hmm. Taylor would never do anything like that she handled it so well for a 19 year old like think of the artists that are 19 right now number eight she grew up on a Christmas tree farm her songs the best day and never grow up would bring a tear to the eye of any parent 
definitely Aww, true. So cute. Yes. Number nine, she makes her exes pay. Although, rec- <laughs> although recent co-writes with Swedish hitmaker Max Martin have helped her shift towards pop, she's done the lion's share of the serious work herself. She signed her first songwriting contract in Nashville at 14, and as long as she keeps meeting dastardly, it must be another British term, <laughs> men, she won't go short of inspiration. And she's the one artist who does not actually sit there and bash her ex-boyfriends. All she does is write a song about them, and it's not even, she doesn't say their name in it. She refuses to say any name. I mean, she could be doing so much more to you. Like, you're really lucky that's all you're getting off with. And the last reason was, there's more to come. We know from what's gone before that she'll continue to deal with the enduring universal themes of love and loss with a voice that is singularly hers. Unless you've been dating her, that's definitely something to look forward to. That was a nice list. I don't. Yeah, that was a great. Article. I don't know how they reduced it to just ten. All right, so now it's time to move on to our fan project. We only have one, but it's for the London shows, so definitely pay attention for the last two shows on the tenth and eleventh of February. Yeah, this project is the London O2 project, and it's being run by Swift L, S W I F T E L L E, and we will be remembered underscore thirteen. And these are both usernames on Taylor Connect. And they are organizing a project for the London tour. They have 5,000 signs made that read, Taylor Swift, you made us proud. And what they've been doing is they're handing out 1,000 at each show. And then the fans hold them up during the first acoustic song on the B stage. The project's Twitter page is at London O2 Project. And the Facebook page is called London O2 Project. And I actually found out that they've been doing this for the first three dates and it's been working. Somebody in who made it into Club Red had one of the signs and Taylor wow. said she saw them. That's amazing. I love yeah, when that so, happens. Yeah, so it's been working. Um, so if you're going to the last two shows, definitely try to pick up a sign. That's really awesome. Um, so if you want to check out our website at theswiftcast.com, you can see a list of the the fan project that we have and if you have any coming up let us know i'm definitely glad that she saw them since you printed five thousand pieces of paper to (laughs) pass out yeah that must have been expensive yeah because they're in i think they're red and white from what i remember it's really exciting oh it looks like it actually is the owner of the project who got club red oh really oh really that could be more awesome that's awesome. That's great. Congratulations to you. And congratulations to everybody who got Club Red in London. There are so many Swifties on Twitter. I, I can't even remember all of their names, but it makes me so happy when I see people that some of them haven't even seen Taylor in concert before, and they've been waiting to see her and meet her for years and years. It's just so amazing. I mean, the costumes were phenomenal. All the costumes I, costumes I saw for these London shows were so good. Probably because they had the longest time to prepare. Yeah. I just, I'm so glad so many Swifties, like, real, like, Swifties who just will love it for the rest of their life. So, let's just recap the recent and upcoming Red shows. On February 1st, the first London show, Taylor performed at the O2 and was joined by our favorite friend of hers, Ed Sheeran. I really, I definitely thought he would be a special guest in London, but it blew my mind the that he was there the night. first night. 
like you're not gonna top that i think that was every single person's reaction like i think we were kind of all you know casually following the show and then ed comes out and it's like it blew up because i don't think anyone expected him the very first night no i would have thought the last night and the fact that they did lego house i thought i would have thought they would do everything has changed um i was glad i love lego house um and it immediately after that i looked up the the very it's like a 15 second video that she posted back in 2012 of them singing lego house oh sitting on the like, floor look at together that. Yeah. yeah yeah i look and i was like look at that now and it, they're singing it, it makes on stage. me so happy because it's so symbolic because the very first time she heard that song and ed's lyrics she wrote the lyrics to lego house on her arm that night at one of the speak now tours and it was kind of it was kind of like the very start of her hearing Ed and wanting to work with him. And then they ended up singing this song. And it's just like, I love full circles. Yeah, it was really cute, too, how on stage she, she said that when she heard the song, she was like, this guy has the voice of an angel. I have to work with him. I think that probably made Ed pretty happy. I thought it's crazy how, you know, we've seen Ed in America at the Red Shows perform that song so many times and yet we've never got to see the amazingness of him with Taylor singing it. So that was the first night and it definitely put it off to a really really good start. So then the second night, February 2nd, the special guest was somebody who I had never heard of but apparently is popular in the UK. His name is Sam Smith. Had you guys heard of him? No. No. I think everybody on Twitter was very confused. (laughs) But I'm really glad that she did that instead yeah. of just instead of just taking somebody who was around. I'm glad that she picked like a really authentic British artist. Yeah, and I like the song. They sing a song called Money on My Mind. You can look it up on YouTube. And yeah, I'm sure a lot more of the British fans knew who he was. And then yesterday, February 4th, Taylor performed once again at the O2 and the special guest was Danny O'Donoghue from the script who started out in the UK but now is really popular in America too and they sang one of Taylor's favorite songs which is Break Even and that I just watched the video I loved it one thing that I noticed about all three of the special guests so far so Ed Sam and Danny all of the songs that they sang together were very like mellow like male rocker songs like very different than the types of songs taylor usually does with her special guests i think that's why she liked i think that's why she picked them to do it because she just you know wanted something different like they like a lot of the songs that taylor did with her special guests on the road tour are songs that i feel like complemented taylor's vocal style and you know they are kind of poppy right these were just like, I feel like a totally opposite style from everything we usually hear from Taylor. I think she really just took songs that she really liked and just kind of found those artists and was like, can I please perform with you? And they were like, can I please perform with you? <laughs> I think it's really cool that she had a guest every night, though, in those London shows. So do we think she's going to have two more guests for the two more London shows? Yes. I think so. I heard a story in Club Red. More Club Red stories. 
Yeah, I heard a story that she said she saved the best one for the last date. Oh, boy. But I, in my mind, that would be Ed. So Who, maybe, who's better than Ed? Who's better than Ed? Than <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Maybe he'll come back. Maybe it'll be Ed again. Yeah. Does she mean the best one for the London shows or the best one for the whole tour? It sounded like the London shows. And it sounded like she said she would have one for each London show. Who is better? I don't know. I I can't remember where. I think I saw it on Twitter somewhere. I can't remember. One Direction. Obviously, it's going to. I was going to say that. (laughs) Obviously, it's One Direction. They're just going to jump on stage. Well, I I still think it would be awesome if Icona Pop showed up. Oh, so good! Every time when we're waiting for her to come on stage and their song comes on, I get so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, they're from the UK, right? Because, yeah, yeah, they are. I almost, uh, but I almost don't I, want that think, to happen because I'd be so jealous. I would be so jealous, yeah. and I think they're going on tour with Miley Cyrus and Katy Perry at some point, so I don't know whether the timing will work out, but that's just my pipe dream. I just can't. I think it would be awesome. I'm thinking of who else is from the UK. Is Snow Patrol from the UK? I think so. But obviously she already had Gary, so I don't know if she would do a repeat. I don't know. Yeah, I was wondering if he would maybe show up. I don't know who else. Maybe it'll be the Spice Girls. Don't don't even joke about that. That's not funny. Um, I would... I don't know if you guys know... Well, obviously do. I'd like to see her sing some kind of song with Calvin Harris. Do you know who he is? Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be interesting. It would be interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool. Anyways, Berlin. Berlin show is coming up on the 7th, which is two days from now. So by the time you hear this episode, it probably will just be happening or have happened. So right now, as we speak, they're probably rushing all of the set pieces over to Germany and then they're going to be back in the O2 on February 10th and 11th for the last two UK shows in London. So as of now, that's the end of the tour. But Final three. We'll just have to see if it's really the end. I can't imagine that Taylor wouldn't say it was the last one if it was. So yeah. I feel like we'll know one way or another in a few days. So just some reminders to wrap up with. Um, You can press the subscribe button on iTunes and it'll download the latest episode for you automatically so you don't have to worry about doing that every week and you can listen to us. Um, And I think that's really it for reminders. Just to recap our contact methods, you can find us on Twitter at SwiftCast13. Email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com or check out our website, theswiftcast.com, which has all of our contact methods and websites listed on there. Um, and just quickly, um, since we've been talking so much about these Club Red stories, if you have a cool Club Red story, like you should email it to us and tell us about it. Because I love hearing about the Club Red stories, because that's kind of like a private thing that no one ever gets to hear about unless you share it. Yeah, I would love to hear more. Or any stories from just the shows in general in London or in Germany. I always love hearing about what it's like for international fans. I'm always on Taylor Connect looking at the international stories and the Club Road stories. So if we get some emails, that would be awesome. Um, So next week, what do you guys think Taylor's going to do? I think she's going to tell Taylor Nation to stop teasing us and give us the damn <laughs> news already. <laughs> I think she, I really hope you're right. I think she's 
going to come to Madison, Madison Square Garden so that I can go see her again. Not according to Scott Borchetta. Um, t- troll Shetta. Yeah. He tweeted to somebody who, who asked him about that. Don't hold your breath. Well, I am Scott Trollshutta, so you can keep on tweeting. Well, those sound great to me. I I want the news. I want international dates. I'll take MSG, and I want the red DVD. I have a lot of demands, <laughs> and they need to be met. You need to meet our demands, Taylor. Andrea, if you're listening, get your daughter in line. All right, so for episode 40, this has been Ashley, Jill, and Steph. And we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Peace out, Swift Scouts. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. Check out our affiliate, taylorswiftstyle.net, your source for Taylor Swift fashion. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.